1: Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. (laughs) I have many faults, damn it. That's how you're going to hit me? That's how you're going to hit me, huh? Merry Christmas, Bah Humbug, to you, Matty Ice. Woo! Don't let the door hit you in the ass. I hope Santa brings you a big stocking full of gold.
2: Like a will. All
1: right, Zion, you shut up there, pal. We don't want to hear from you. The Junkies rerouted our complete studio here. Usually it's Craig Hoffman who I'm annoyed at. Uh, I'll, I'll bypass on Craig because I know he wasn't here. The junkies came in and apparently did a whole bunch of things to our studio uh, because of the streaming of the holiday drinking show Uh, easy. this morning, and they have just completely rerouted all the wires, all the things. My computer is, the battery is low. I can't get it charged. I don't have enough hands. I don't have enough space. Bah, humbug. I should be like my namesake who hates every holiday. Who ate Thanksgiving dinner in his posh New Haven mansion outside? Who I just saw on Twitter on Stephen A. Smith's show. Yeah, exactly. That he didn't want to be bothered with Christmas shopping. Christmas shopping is like, I don't know. It's gotten a lot easier because you could do it basically by your computer. So it's no longer the complete boondoggle that it used to be. But for somebody that doesn't like to do anything. Except for what I want to do. It's still a pain in the ass.
3: Also, if you're doing Christmas shopping this late, you you started a little too late.
1: Well. Yes, I did. Now it's more about like gift cards and all that stuff. It's like i already got the 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 other stuff taken care of okay but now you know what i have to do i have to wrap it right yeah because you just i mean you have to put a little bit of work into it besides spending the money and and hitting a bunch of buttons it's just like here's what i want to do i just got gifted uh two two huge bottles of Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Uh, I assume this is via, well, not only Scotty's, which, thank you, uh, Maryland made, uh, and uh, a, a proud partner uh, of Odyssey DC. But also, I, I assume this is because of JP and B Mitch, uh because they do a lot of stuff with Scotty's. So thank you, boys. Uh, and Landfill gave me one, and one was left on my desk or on the table, and I, that you said was from you grabbing that for me, right, I,
3: It was either me or Santa. I don't know who it was, okay. but maybe, yeah, there was maybe just a Okay, maybe Santa random...
1: came down the you know from the 10th floor uh, yeah. of the building. So anyway, very, very cute, very adorable. Here's what I want to do. I want to, tonight, not do anything. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to clean. I don't want to cook. I don't want to eat healthy. I don't want to be on the phone. I just want to... I just want to watch Smackdown. I don't the caps aren't playing, I, the wizards are playing late night. So if I can keep my ass awake for that, I'll check out Steph Curry and the Warriors against the Wiz kids. Or at least part of that. I'm sure there's some college bowl game between like UAB and and uh Mississippi East that only Pete Medhurst would care about. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of bowl game on um, and and degenerate gamblers. Um, that being said, I'm going to sit there and wrap presents. I'm going to sit there and rap presents. And I'm not good at wrapping presents. I crumple the corners. I never make it like... One of the hardest things about wrapping presents for a dude that doesn't have a skill in this area, who's not very, uh, I don't know what the right word is, dexterous with their hands, I think that's kind of what I'm getting at, Yeah, is I don't know how much of the wrapping to actually ever cut, you know, because you got to do more than what the size of the box is or the size of the gift is so that you can... Wrap it around and bend it over and crease the corners and all that stuff. By the time I get done with that decision, I've already probably lost. And then I'm stretching the gift wrapping. I'm trying to fold the corners so that it looks neat. And it's all rumpled. Uh, It's just the worst. They have not figured out a way, a system, unless you have... Unless you pay for somebody to expertly gift wrap it for you, which there are services to that, but not if like you're ordering on Amazon, not if you're, you know, going to, uh, you you know, stores that don't per se have like, I don't know, like high-end services, Macy's, I I don't know, I don't do Macy's, but you you get my point, Uh, like the Ritzy Titsy stores, okay, Uh, in Tyson's Corner Mall or wherever. I don't go to any of those. I just order everything online, but that means I got to wrap it, and I feel bad. Like I try, I make the effort, it never comes out right.
3: So I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. When you're measuring your paper, do you use the backside of the paper with all the boxes to actually get the right size, or do you cut on the size that side that has the decorative?
1: No, I, I I mean I, I I see the non-decorative side it's got all the graph boxes and whatever so how do you have issues figuring because out? I either cut too much thinking too oh I'm gonna I'm fine. gonna I'm gonna need it to, to to fold over right or sometimes I cut it too tight and then I'm trying to stretch it and bend it around corners and sharp edges and and then it breaks and then it rumples up and it's there, there's no inexact I, I mean it's an inexact science and for a dummy like me, Like, I don't know how Santa does it. I mean, Santa and, uh, what's, Mrs. Claus? Mrs. Claus, right? And the elves, I don't know how they do it. I I really don't. I mean, they pack up all these presents for all of these boys and girls. And for some good young adults. I I don't know if they really do it for 50-year-old pain in the asses like me. With one foot in, you know, in in, uh, a shallow grave. Um... I don't know if they do that for me, but Santa and Mrs. Claus and the elves, I I don't know how they perfected the art of it. I really don't. I don't know how to do it right. Occasionally. It's like a blind squirrel can find a nut. Occasionally, right? Occasionally, I get it right, and I don't butcher it. But most times, and don't tell me that you sit there expertly and craft all of this Wrapping and don't have any issues. That that's hard for me to believe because this is not this is not an easy science.
3: It's not that hard. You take it. You take it on its side. Okay, for anybody that's having issues, you start at the edge. You give yourself like two, three boxes of extra space. A put couple it on of two, its, tree, two, tree, couple two, tree,
1: couple two, tree.
3: Uh, you put it on its side. Move it over to the other side, and then. Make sure that there's enough to fold up, and if you have those two like sides, you should have enough paper that just folds up. Yeah, but what if up. you've
1: already cut? Like when, when you're, so well, why are you my...
3: cutting before you measure?
1: Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe I'm cutting.
3: <laughs> you be... got to measure before you cut. Measure twice, cut once. That's literally what yeah, they teach but, you. And
1: then, you, and then, well, nobody ever taught me. <laughs> I didn't go to school to wrap presents. Damn Neither
3: it. did I. I just watch a lot of TV that has shop classes in it. Well,
1: maybe that's my problem. Maybe I haven't done that. Maybe I watch too many cooking shows that I don't do anything with.
3: Real quick, fun wrapping story. The Uh, best wrapping job I ever did was when I was in high school. My sister, who was also in high school at the time, was playing field hockey. mm -hmm. And so for Christmas, I got her a new field hockey stick. And because she was being obnoxious to me, as older sisters are in high school, I told her, you know what? I got you a broom. I managed to get. I, extra I mean, a paper. field
1: hockey stick kind of. I managed could, to
3: get extra paper, like huh. flayed it out, all that kind of stuff. Put oh, it underneath, so, you, like, so widened
1: it, it out, so it, it actually looked like a broom. It looked like at the a base? broom <laughs>
3: nah. with the bottom, everything like that. I put it down there, and she freaked out because nice. she thought I actually bought her a broom. And they're like, did you really buy me a broom just to mess with me? And I was like, no, this is your gift. <laughs>
1: And then she opened then it. Then she opened realized. it. Was happy,
3: and she right. was like, "That you're ridiculous." But your,
1: your sister's slightly older, right? three years or, older than okay, me. Yeah. Okay, so a couple years older. So she, she so he, the young buck, the young wily buck that you were. I've you always fooled. liked messing with people. All right. Okay. Well, don't mess with me. I mean, well, you you do that on a daily basis. All right. Anyway, if anybody's having trouble wrapping presents, uh, call Matt because apparently he's an expert at it. I am not. Uh, I'm going to butcher it, but maybe if I drink enough tonight uh, of this uh, Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka, Maryland-made, maybe, just maybe, I might actually get it right, or... I might do it worse than I normally do. We will see. I'll let you all know on Tuesday when I'm back.
3: If you do it worse, then you can just have abstract presents. That's
1: true. That's true. Uh, This is uh, not just a Christmas wrapping, final go-home Christmas edition in which Matt still has not figured out my favorite Christmas song of all time version of rooster on the radio but it is also a football friday on the team 980 and we are driven by your local honda dealer experience power performance and ruggedness with honda see your local honda dealer and if you want to hop in on the ace law listener lines at 301-230-0980 301-230-0980 we are wide open for you uh no real rules we don't have a lot of hardcore rules around here Uh, i know a lot of people do their shows like that we're kind of easy going So if you want to hop in, you want to talk about Christmas music, you want to talk about Christmas gifts, you want to talk about last-minute shopping, you want to talk about getting sandblasted while you're shopping uh, or while you're wrapping presents, go right ahead. As long as it's clean and as long as we can air it on the radio, you are open. The door is open. You want to guess my favorite Christmas song? I'm sure one of you will get it. I know... I know a good friend of mine got it on Twitter yesterday. I'm not going to tell you who, because then you're going to be able to look it up, Matt. And so far, I don't think you've discovered it. Uh, and uh, he he asked if if he should take it down. And I said, no, it's okay. I'm just not going to give Matt any additional help. I'm not going to give Matt any additional help. So we will see if he comes up with the, the answer when we uh, continue along on the show. We're with you until Uh, Of course, 4 o'clock on this football Friday. Now, that being said, while it's a football Friday, I'm going to break all the freaking rules. Not only am I talking about wrapping presents while lit like a Christmas tree, not by a lit Christmas tree, while lit like a Christmas tree. You get my point? Smell where I'm coming? I'm going to open up the show talking about the only team in Washington, D.C. that's really worth talking about more than a casual mention. See, while many others, while many others don't care, don't pay attention, I care. I focus. I rock the red. I Ride or die with the boys. Woo! In Seabus last night, baby. The Capitals give a big double middle finger to Elvis, whatever the hell his last name is, Mar- uh, not Marashanenko. That's the rookie for the Caps. Elvis, uh, not Elvis Gerbach. He was the former terrible quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. Not Elvis Presley, although he has indeed left the building. They give the double middle finger, finger, double middle finger salute to old Elvis, the Columbus Blue Jackets goaltender who tried to go whap 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 to Tommy Wilson inside the cage when it was not Tom Wilson's fault at all that he was pushed into the net and behind old Elvis, and he drew a penalty. And guess what, boys and girls? You know what that led to? Yes, a power play. You know what that led to? Dylan Strom. Stromer, who sent them Homer on Wednesday night with his own goal. He said, this time, I'm going to serve up an extra early Christmas present. I'm going to pass the puck cross ice into the office to Alexander Ovechkin, who all of a sudden, all of a sudden, had forgotten how to score goals. But put him in his office, get the puck on his stick, get him on the power play, give him a chance to kind of maneuver around and
2: right past Elvis.
1: Wait, what happened, Linnell?
2: I've been turned on ever since.
1: Linnell, listen, I know hockey's not your thing, but if you continue to allow me to explain what happened last night and the beauty of it and the excitedness of it and how it made grown men feel you might continue to be turned on by this beep beep <laughs> <laughs> so OV scores for the first time and we're going to hear it soon okay coming up stay tuned you'll hear the call from John Walt by the way Joe B with a great goal on Monumental Sports Network television last night um with a great call. Um, but John Walton had a really good call as well. And the Caps win. And they complete the back-to-back overtime power play game-winning goal double dip against the Islanders Wednesday night at home. Against Columbus last night in CBUS. And now back Saturday night. Game before or two nights before Christmas. Against the Tampa Bay Lightning who are surging big time. Woo! That is going to be an absolute just Donnybrook at Capital One Arena tomorrow night. Your boy's going to be there. Can't wait to see the Tampa Bay Lightning and all of their talent. Uh, I mean, Nikita Kucherev is just awesome. Santa Kuch, he's coming to town, baby. But you know what? Alex Ovechkin getting off the schneid last night in overtime. First time in, what, 15 games? I mean, we've never seen really a streak like that and yet they got it done the capitals 60 and 0 in the second game of back to backs this season 60 and 0 9-2 and 1 against metro teams 9-0 and 2 when scoring the first goal 16-0 and 4 when scoring two or more goals 10-1 and 4 in one goal games and 9-0 when leading After the first period, you will hear Alex Ovechkin's game winning goal coming up on the show from John Walton on the caps radio network, one Oh six seven and the odyssey app shortly as part of a feature. We do when Alex Ovechkin Uh, scores a goal, and again, it's been a little while since we've been able to do it, so you will hear it as the Caps come home. And we start this football Friday by giving a big old salute to not only Alex, but Dylan Strom, Tom Wilson, and the rest of the boys who did a tremendous job last night in Columbus on the second end of a back-to-back. Yes, we will talk about the football team. No, we're not excited about that. So I don't know what to tell you. I, You know, we got to do what we've got to do. We've got a job to do, and damn it, we do it. We will talk about the football team, but I am fired up about the Caps. Let's go Caps, baby. At A boy, little early Christmas present for all of us that love the puck on ice. Right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
1: Back to Carlson, the end of the slot. And now right side for Strom, Ovechkin on his stick, he scores! Alex Ovechkin has scored in overtime and then takes down the Jackets! Good morning, good afternoon, and good night Columbus! Alex Ovechkin, for the first time in 15 games, Gets the OT winner, Washington 3 and Columbus 2, the final. How about that, Ovechkin, with the OT winner to break a lengthy drought, the longest of his career? Yeah, John Walton called it last night on the Capitals Radio Network 1067, the fan and the Odyssey app. 15 games without a biscuit in the basket. And what was most impressive for Alex Ovechkin is that he got it on his stick, in the office, still had some time to finagle and finesse it a little bit, and then ripped one past old Elvis. Elvis has left the building, and man, if you haven't seen the dirty stairs that the Capitals group was giving to old Elvis, the Columbus Blue Jackets gold, I forgot his last name, I'll look it up. If you didn't see that picture, I posted it last night on Twitter, X, whatever, at WrestleMania 621, truly a picture is worth a thousand words. And probably everybody has seen Dylan Strome barking at him right now. It was a great picture. Whoever took it, great picture. Alex Ovechkin getting the job done last night in overtime as the Caps got the job done for a second night in two. It is, as Alex continues to chase history Presented by Main Street Bank, cheer local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com for more information. Man, I'll tell you what. You know, listen, um, I, I would I, I would tell you this. I, I don't know everything. Um, you know, I, like, I've watched most of Alex, Yvette, not every single game, but most of his career. Um. That was just one of the most fun, most fitting kind of goals that you could really ask for. From the standpoint of this, again, he got it on his stick. He could have he could have one timed it like he normally does from the the office, and yet he had so much room to basically again finagle around with the puck and get it on his stick blade and to not hit the slap shot, but instead the wrister, the hard wrister, because he had so much room and because of what happened, the Caps being on the power play, because Elvis had took a two-minute penalty for roughing against Tom Wilson, it was just a thing of absolute beauty, just a thing of absolute beauty. And when you do what the Capitals were able to get done over the last two nights, and I know it's late December, I got it, I understand that. I I, I I understand that it is still, like at this time last year, the Capitals were playing really, really well, and then John Carlson got hurt almost a year ago to the day. The same night that Alex Ovechkin went past Gordy Howe and nothing was ever the same. So, I mean, a major injury could completely turn the season. But right now, you know, right now, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm fired up for the Caps. I, I know I'm supposed to care about the commanders. I really don't. I, I care that the season's almost over. I care that they lose. I care that they get the right head coach, the right GM, the right personnel, the right people. i, I I'm sorry. I care about teams that play well. And if that makes me a bad guy, that makes me a bad guy. But I'm facetiously apologizing. Anthony Mantha with another goal. Two goals last night. Forgot about the second one. My bad. And then obviously the game winner from Ovi. Number six on the year. And while that is a shocking total to be almost three months into the season, and who, again, have gone 14 full games and into his 15th game, deep into his 15th game, hey, maybe that triggers it. And one thing that I would say, goal scorers are usually streaky. Alex has been so consistent in his career. Goal scorers are usually streaky. Maybe he is just about to get on a a heater. Maybe if you go to Capital One Arena tomorrow night to see the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Washington Capitals, maybe Alex will light it up for two a tree. And that's, night.
3: Well, that's the thing is that he will go a couple games throughout his career without scoring, and then we'll go like three games where he puts in almost a hat trick every single right. night.
1: But we never see 14. I mean, it was, the, as John Walton called it, First the longest streak of his career. Yeah. the long. And by the way, I, I just want to spend one more minute on this. Again, for those of you that weren't watching the game, what that goaltender did to Tom Wilson, and I know Tom's a badass, Elvis Merzlinkus, I think is how you say his last name. Merzlinkus? I'll just call him Elvis. Again, not Elvis Gerbach, not Elvis Presley. But shake, rattle, and roll was – wasn't that an Elvis Presley presentation, right? Yes, it was. There you go.
3: It's Elvis's song. I mean, you
1: melded it together without me even realizing that. I mean, obviously, you always play that when we do the feature. That's his uh, goal song. So here we go. Elvis has left the building, and he was getting all the dirty stares, all the dirty looks. How dare he mess with Tom Wilson? Does he know that Tyler will kick his ass? Does he know that? Does he know that Tyler was only two hours away from Elvis messing with his guy, Tom Wilson? Does he know that? Probably not. Second straight night, not only do the Caps win in overtime, but they do it second straight night on the power play. That's important because coming into Wednesday night's game against the Islanders, they were 31st in the NHL on the power play. Or, I'm sorry, second to last, not 31st. I think it was 29th. Whatever. Point being is, they were second to last. And two straight nights, they've won it on the power play in overtime. Strom Wednesday night, Ovechkin last night. So, kudos to them. All right. Indeed, we will get to the Commanders. (sighs) We will get to the Commanders coming up uh, right here on the Team 980 as they get set for the New York Jets. Yay, everybody! 1 o'clock, MetLife Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Who's going? Eh. Uh, you're crazy if you do. Even though it's a four-hour trip, maybe less, depending on where you live, you're crazy if you spend money on watching these two dog-ass teams. No thanks. I mean, i get in for free. I could park for free, but I would have to drive the eight and a half hours, nine hours round trip. No thanks. And it's not even supposed to be bad weather. All right, here's the trending alert, and then we'll get to your calls at 301-230-0980, 980 on this football Friday on the Team 980. It's driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. C, your local Honda dealer. All right, so speaking of that uh, somewhat meaningless, if not completely meaningless game, it looks like the New York Jets will indeed, as we thought at the beginning of the week, have Trevor Simeon as their starting quarterback. Zach Wilson still in concussion protocol. He has been ruled out. Of course, Aaron Rodgers activated earlier this week. Uh, He should be on the sideline in uniform, but he is not expected to play in any way as the Jets come in limping into this game. Uh, as do the Commanders, Robert Sala at 16-32. He needs a strong end to this season if he hopes to keep his job for next year. Again, all the game day coverage starting at 8 a.m. with Earl Forsey and continuing with the DOC uh, and Linnell Willingham after the Jets and the Commanders. Meanwhile, coming up late tonight right here on the Team 980, we have Maryland basketball, that's right. On a Friday night, the Maryland Terrapins are in Los Angeles. Doc Walker's hometown. Yeah, baby. As they take on the UCLA Bruins. 8.30 the coverage with Johnny Holiday. Meanwhile, the Hoyas are continuing their road trip in Marquette. Bloomberg ninety nine one coverage with Rich Votkin at 6.45. And the Warriors and the Wizards get it on tonight. 106.7 the fan and that coverage begins at 9:45 after the warriors uh, after the wizards beat the portland trailblazers last night and hang on for dear life and that's
2: what's trending
0: Oh,
1: see're no we well, gonna knock you out, out uh, this is courtesy of WWE. WWE this is from a long time ago and I either didn't remember it or I had never seen it but basically what happened was uh, a, a listener and I'm trying to uh, uh, a listener um, at complicated Bowl, at Complicated Bull, or Mike R. I don't have any more information than that. Uh, Sent it to me. uh, So, Mike, thank you. uh, At Complicated Bull. Sent it to me. I had never seen it or I totally forgot about it, but basically it's about, eh, you know, eight, nine, ten years ago, somewhere in that range. John Cena leading the crew on the stage and the whole locker room basically singing around, you know, standing around and singing that song, but with different lyrics. So we thought... We thought maybe in the Christmas spirit, we'd play a little bit of different Christmas music. It was a little hokey, as most WWE things are. Not a Virginia Tech hokey, but it was a little hokey. But it did make, I got to say, it did make me laugh. And it did bring back some memories of, 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 of performers and wrestlers that I hadn't seen in a while.
3: I was going through your uh, Twitter mentions with regards to Christmas music, and that was the first one that I saw. So I was like, is this Chris's favorite oh, Christmas song? Oh, that's
1: right. You did guess that, and you were wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I to keep looking. Sorry, pal. 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Let me ask it to you this way. You could talk about Ovechkin, Caps, great win, Tom Wilson being roughed up, Elvis leaving the building, all that stuff. As we spent the first uh, opening part of the show. But I wanted to get this out to you guys. Has the offense improved from last year? With what we know right here and right now, statistically, what our eyes tell us, what we feel, where it's heading, the record, the amount of dropbacks, the frustrations with Terry and Jahan, benching Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson now being hurt for the last game and a half, Curtis Samuel having a much better year than I think anybody really anticipated, De'Ami Brown still being a non-factor. Jamison Crowder flashed a little bit, but not really. With all of that being said, and and obviously we just didn't include the offensive line because we know the offensive line is kind of a mishmash, right? It's kind of, it's better than people think it is. It's not good enough, clearly. And we'll get into all the numbers and analytics and whatever. They have three games left. They are going against three ferocious defenses in the New York (hotsmith) JETS. The San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Ferocious might be strong, but three really good defenses, right? When they're on, and I know Dallas got shredded last week in Buffalo on the ground, clearly teams have been able to run against them. I mean, that happens in a lot of cases. Defenses are not going to be usually lights out against the run and the pass. I mean, I haven't looked at Baltimore's numbers, but Baltimore's, you know, Probably an example to dispute that, but you get my point. Usually teams are either really good against the pass because they're pass rush, what have you. But they don't stop the run really well, right? Uh, Or it could be vice versa. But generally, you don't get both taken away. That being said, the Cowboys I would still consider to be a good defense, if not a very good defense. We know the San Francisco 49ers are. We know the New York Jets are. These are three really, 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 really tough tests for Sam Helm. Has the offense, before we enter this phase of three meaningless games, but against three really good defenses, has the offense improved from last year? A little? A lot? Way more than you were expecting? Way less than you were expecting? Where do you come in on the spectrum? And there probably is no right answer because it's a gut feel question. I'm not sitting here telling you you have to think a certain way. I think the offense has slightly improved. I think the offense has marginally improved. The numbers tell me that almost across the board. And I know Dr. Sabah is going to be upset about this, but I still believe Sam Howell does things that you have to do in a modern offense better than Taylor Heineke. Now, that doesn't mean that he turns the ball over less or manages a game or leads a team or what have you. That doesn't mean that. Taylor Heineke clearly has some traits that you like, that NFL teams like, and you should like, that fans like, that players in the locker room like. But to say that he's only a victim of bad coaching or bad systems, that's not correct. He's limited. And teams figure that out the more he plays. But this year, for argument's sake, okay, just, again, So throw this out. The league average in terms of scoring points, we do this every couple of days, 21.8 points per game. It's three points per game down from 2020, which was the first year of the pandemic. And when stadiums were empty, it's three full points per team per game down, which is amazing. And it just shows you everything that I talk about on this show and why I'm right. (laughs) Because while my pals, the analytics amigos, Grant Danny, and Warren Sharp, and all of you goobers out there that just want to throw the damn ball all over the place with no concern whatsoever towards common sense and what wins football games, big picture, How is the league so heavily passing based as it is and yet points scored are way down? And again, that's not per team or by one team or a couple of teams. That's that's the entire league as a whole from 2020 to now 2023 down per team per game by a field goal. That's a lot. That's a lot. When you consider, the only way to score points is to throw the football. And that's what teams want to do. Again, incorrect. Defenses have figured it out. Make them go 8, 9, 10, 12 place. Bend but don't break. Hold them to a field goal. Put them in a third and an eight situation. Eventually they'll break. Eventually they'll cave. When you're one-dimensional, our pass rush can get to him. Pin your ears back. We can guess and key in more. We can drop two safeties back more. So on and so forth. This is not about offense per se as a whole, but it is significantly down over the last couple of years. Again, truth matters. Truth matters. The Commanders are only averaging 20.1 points per game. So the league average is 21.8. The Commanders are averaging 20.1. Last year, the Commanders averaged 18.9. So, again, we see a marginal improvement from 18.9 to 20.1 points per game. Now, not all of that is on offense or because of the offense. Sometimes good defenses, which we know we don't have one here, sometimes good special teams, which we know we don't really have, a good unit here contribute to a team's overall ability to score points or to allow points, quite honestly. But in this case, score points. That's not the case here. Really? So m- almost all of this is because, hey, the offense has marginally improved just in one very, very, very key and perhaps the most key area, going from 18.9 points a game to 20.1 points per game. Still below the league average, and the league average is well below what it used to be. You get the point. It has not improved enough. It is way lower than I thought it would be at the beginning of the season. I thought. 24-ish points, maybe 25. If they did some things right, they did a lot of things wrong. And people refuse to acknowledge the damn truth. But that being said, they are better than they were last year just by that one measure. By that one measure, they are better than they were last year. Here's where they're also better on third down. They are 37.3% On third down this year, they were 35.2% last year. Not a wide gap, but still a gap. Enough. And I can give you all sorts of other numbers, and we will throughout the show, but I think the offense is marginally improved, slightly improved. I feel better moving forward, regardless of what happens in April and regardless of who's hired and not, I feel better moving forward with Sam Howell than, quite honestly, I did with Taylor Heineke. Oh, J.P. Finley is here.
0: Now, I walked in here to give the Rooster a bottle of vodka because we got a uh, another year of a great sponsor in Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. We love them, and they dropped a bunch off. And I thought I would spread some Christmas cheer to the rooster. I walk in here; he's got three bottles smuggled next to his Diet Doctor Thunder with the world's largest cup.
1: It's first of all, it's Diet Pepsi number one, and what, it's, is, it's a Natitude cup. Is that so nachos? Sab- what do you got? No, no, in no. That- it's leftover chicken parmesan, which I haven't eaten, which is getting cold.
0: I'm sorry. Well, do you
1: need an eighth bottle of vodka? Well, Roast? see, here's the thing. It's very kind of you. It's great to see you. Uh, I've already. Been chirping about how kind it was of JP and B. Mitch to have their friends at Scotty's homecraft, handcrafted vodka, Maryland made. Amazingly to come in smooth, like me and it. Absolutely. I'm smooth, too. Yeah,
0: but you're not Maryland made. That is true. Although maybe you've made in Maryland.
1: I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord, help us. We gotta take a break. We will get to your calls, I promise. Coming straight up. I see uh, Uptown Mo. I see Eddie in Centerville. I see you at 301-230-0980. Have the commanders improved on offense from last year? Slightly, marginally, big time, like impressively, not at all. They've somehow gotten worse in your eyes because of various reasons. Offensive line, Terry, so on and so forth. How do you feel about the commanders and where they are at last year versus this year, strictly on offense. We're not talking about the team. We're not talking about record, all of that. We're talking about strictly on offense on this football Friday on the Team 980. It's driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. Oh, uh, You're still not right, Esig. You're still not right, but that's okay. Maybe you'll figure it out before the end of the show. If not, I'll just have to tell you. We'll see. We'll see who gets to the finish line first. All right, out to the calls we go. 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. Let's get to Uptown Moe uh, to lead us off here on this Friday. Mo, how are you, pal? Happy holidays.
2: Hey, uh, hey Ross, I'm doing well. Hey, can I just say something real quick? Yes, sir. Yeah, so there was a caller that disrespected Doc last, last, uh, last segment, last show, man, because he's he a 49ers fan, which is cool to be a 49ers fan, but you didn't have to disrespect Doc. So let me tell you something about the 49ers. The 49ers ain't won a Super Bowl since 94. They, they turned it back on Kaepernick when he made a political stand. They choked in two Super Bowls. They lost to the Ravens, and they was up 10 against Kansas City and choked. So don't call and disrespect Doc because you're a 49ers fan. Yeah, Ross in Virginia, now.
1: What? Did, what wait! Wait! What? Did, what I'm school. curious. What did Doc say? Because I didn't hear this exchange. Did Doc get all fired up or no? No,
2: nah, Doc. Doc tried to uh, ask him who was he speaking to, and he oh. told him, "Oh, somebody only that only caught eight uh, eight touchdown passes in the league. You weren't in the league though, so don't worry about what Doc did in the league. Make hmm. the league." Well, Doc won. A, Doc. Yeah, Doc won but, a
1: Super Bowl last time I checked. So I mean, that guy should probably. Yeah, don't worry about. He probably should just check his ass at the where door. I
2: tell you why I'm at. Yeah. He can see me if he feels a certain type of way, while I'm saying. Uptown. Listen, so this is what Uptown is. So Georgia Avenue, all the way down to Florida Avenue. Take Florida Avenue, all the way to 50, come back up South Dakota Avenue. Take Pennsylvania, all the way up the M Street to Georgetown. Pennsylvania Avenue, M Street to Georgetown, right? Then you got Rhode Island Avenue. That is That encompasses Uptown. So if you want to know what Uptown is, that that's a small okay. snippet of You know what I mean? So now you know what Uptown is. All right. Boom. Ovechkin. This is why Ovechkin is, I would say, after Sonny Jurgensen, is like probably the the second – I love Darryl Green. So probably the third uh, greatest – Washington sports figure ever because in the clutch when you, when your man is getting beat up and, first of all, Tom Wilson didn't even know what was going on and when he stood up he dragged Cubs and threw them all over the floor and everything, right? <laughs> but he didn't know he didn't even know what was going on. But in the clutch moment, in overtime, when you like you said, when you put it in the office, what'd he do? He performed. Mm-hmm. Ended the game. And then had a picture where all the capital sat around yep. looking at him yep. like you know what I mean this, this, Well that's why I captioned that
1: picture if a, if a picture's worth a million words, right? Or a thousand words or whatever the the, the, the saying I th- I think it's a thousand words. I mean, it was a look of of I mean a stare of death from the capitals Yay. in a joyous celebration because that's how upset they were at old Elvis.
2: And he had to skate with his head down off the ice. I loved it. Yep. I've been getting more and more into hockey because I've been uh, gambling. Uh, on.: and, hey, boy. I've, I've been pretty successful. Adam I've boy. been pretty successful in the, gambling on the hockey and puck. My line. God. Now, My the, 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 the offense, I think, is terrible. I think the offense need to be a mesh between what Scott Turner was doing and what Eric the enemy is doing. But to your point, the most dynamic offenses in the league have the most dynamic running games. Uh, the Ravens, uh, the Dolphins, 49ers. and the 49 Yep. And you could throw the Eagles in there when they were uh, hitting on all cylinders. So if you have a dynamic running game and then you can also pass the ball, that's what makes you elite as an offense. You see that Kansas City is struggling because mm-hmm. – they cannot – well, their wide receivers are dropping passes, yeah. but they don't have a dominant running game. I mean, Pacheco is pretty you good know?
1: when he's healthy. The problem is, is he's been out the last couple of games and was banged up before that. When they're running the ball downhill, Kansas City is still good, to your point.
2: Yeah, yeah. And then when you go back and look at all the offenses, the greatest show on turf, Marshall Falk was the running game. Like, when you just look back at all the dynamic offenses, uh, even the 91 Redskins, like, when you look at all the dynamic offenses, Right, they have a running game. If you're just one dimension, like you said, it, it, it's over with. So I don't like, I don't like this offense for Sam Howe because if if you throw 570 times, you're putting the ball in Harm's way all the time. He needs some pressure taken off of him with a running game, which I thought that B Rob, listen. They told us in, in, in uh in training camp that B Rob is going to be a major part of the offense and the screen game and the running game. They was going to use Antonio Gibson as out. They, none of these things have. Happened. Have you seen Antonio Gibson one on one with a linebacker yet or in the slot?
1: I don't think they like Antonio Gibson. I do think I do think it got. I, I do think it's worked better with Brian Robinson. I would say I want it to work even more with Brian Robinson. Is what I would say.
2: That's, if, if hey, Rooster, I, I know you got callers yeah. and Happy and Merry Christmas and all that. But listen, if I throw the ball six hundred times, Rooster, like mm-hmm. come on, it's my it's my my second year no, to leave my you. first year start like six hundred times. Like come on now. I, that's too much. I, I
1: hear you. It should be a lot better. I appreciate you, Mo. Uh, happy holidays to you, pal. Uh, like the fire and the energy that Uptown Mo brings. All right. 158, Team 980. Uh, we're going to get to Eddie and Centerville first, then uh, some of the usual suspects as well. Uh, I see Paulie up there for the first. Paulie has uh, taking the week off. We haven't heard from Paulie in a long time. Uh, Cliff and Lou and everybody in between. If you want to talk about Christmas, Christmas songs, Christmas gift wrapping, how much of a pain in the ass it is. Um, are you Ba humbug if you don't like wrapping gifts? You know, Are you the Grinch if you don't like wrapping gifts? Uh, if you want to talk about any of that, all of that, we are here for you. Want to talk about Christmas food, we are here for you. On the team, not any on and the Odyssey app. We get it.
0: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?